but I mean, it's got several implications. The first is for their rating. I don't have much of a grief for your Finch and movie rating agency. No. Uh, Basically, I was saying that in terms of bragging rights, it might facilitate uh, better ratings from the Finch and the Moody's uh, rating agencies. Even though I have not much of a grief for those international agencies, I think that they're highly politicized. But I do think that 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 might um, certainly be a draw card for foreign investment. The second thing that it might do is that it might actually encourage them to improve their financial infrastructure slightly more than they have over the last 40 or 50 years, actually. I think that the thing that's been quite interesting about Nigeria is, is that they're, they're, more of a, they're quite a comeback kid. Um, being the oldest, um, the first independent country on the continent that were colonized, apart from Ethiopia, of course, and also being you know, one of the first and largest oil-producing countries. So I think that this, to me, is a, a very late debut to the ascendancy of the African economy. And given their seniority, it's really perhaps um, where they ought to have been quite a long time ago. The third thing is that it also gives the African continent more multipolar economic agencies, more, more multipolar economic um, agents. For example, you have you have Egypt, which is currently obviously in flux. We also have Kenya in, in East Africa, which is ascending very rapidly. Um, and now Nigeria, which seems to have um, overtaken even Ghana, which, which is also coming along very well. And I, only, I think that having multiple poles of economic growth and economic success on the African continent can only be a good thing for the continent as a whole. But does this place any particular pressure on South Africa? And what does it mean for um, our status, our position in uh, the G20, for example, or in BRICS? Yeah, well, look, we have squandered a lot of the capital uh, that we had over the last um, 20, 20 to 15 years ago, for example. We didn't manage our way out of the America's recession post-2008 very well. We have made a series of, I think, economic missteps, notwithstanding, of course, that nobody could have predicted 2008. But in terms of our ability to create a, a manufacturing sector and a production model, which is job retaining rather than job shedding, our ability to create work and, and, and generate economic activity rather than creating what are now being called um, work opportunities, which, of course, does nothing to actually enhance our productivity and our economic mobility, um, our ability to move around rapidly um, within our economy. So we have made a, a series of missteps. I think there are a couple of moments when our interest rates, the, the decision on interest rates could have been different. It could have been lower to an, a, enable local businesses and local producers to pay back the really high loans that they took out, especially post 2010, at much lower rates. So there's a whole bunch of stuff of, of monetary models, monetary tools at our own disposal that we could have done different. And I think that this really encourages us to invest. Invest, number one, in our education system. That is one of the things that uh, Nigeria does have. It's a massive knowledge economy. They have really highly educated, um, smart people moving around. And 170 million of them are bound to create a dividend at some point. We also need to think so much further ahead in terms of our science and technology infrastructure and our science and technology endeavors. We are doing great things in this country, but most of it is under the radar in terms of medical and scientific endeavor.